Welcome to the Heart of Sheridan Road podcast. Your host for this episode is Anne-Marie Turpak, Director of Institutional Advancement. This is Anne-Marie Turpak. I'm delighted to have four of our eighth graders with us. Would you please introduce yourself to our listeners and share with them how long you've attended either the Academy or Hardy Prep? My name is George. I have attended Hardy Prep for nine years. I'm Lydia, and I've attended Academy for nine years. I'm Natalie, and I've attended the Academy of Sacred Heart for nine years. I'm Colin McIntyre, and I've been attending Hardy Prep since fourth grade. Great. So I'd like to begin. Um, Lydia and George, both of you are the last in your families to graduate from here. You both have had sisters. I think, Lydia, you had three older sisters who've attended. So how do you feel kind of like an end of an era leaving Sacred Heart schools? Um, it's really difficult because the school is amazing. I'm ready to move on to high school. Where are you attending, Lydia? I'm attending Woodlands, and it's another Sacred Heart school. Great. We profess that wherever you go, wherever road you may travel, you will always have a home at the Sacred Heart. Has Sacred Heart been a home away from home for you? Um, I definitely say it has been. You know, coming in fourth grade, I didn't really know many people, and uh, I went to like about five different schools before that. So it was always kind of like switching with friends, and it was kind of like the first school I was able to permanently have some friends. I came in and I was accepted from day one. And then, you know, a lot of people, you know, I didn't really know come in. And now some of them are like my brothers and my family. That's really nice. And it's just kind of been a real family community. Great. Both of my cousins and both of my sisters went here. So I've always had family in the school. And I know a lot of people from out of school. But also the girls in my grade have become like a second family to me, especially my advisory. What will you miss most about your time here? I would have to say definitely the very friendly teachers who try to do their very best to make you succeed. I know in high school, not always will they be as supportive as they are at Sacred Heart. With the Sacred Heart, I know especially the probably the student-teacher ratio has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. I just feel that even during class, you know, the teacher is better suited to teach you one-on-one, teaches you what you need to learn mm-hmm. um, better than they can if you, like, when you're attending a class with, like, 40 people in it. Right. That is the whole Hardy Academy 8th grade, 40 boys, right? And right. you're separated into classes of 20. Um, Kyle? Well, I'd probably say um, knowing everyone for the fact that uh, most every uh, kid here has a sibling. That's why I was saying our rate, at least about 90% of the kids have siblings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just roaming the halls, you'll see someone's little brother or you'll know, so see their older brother and you kind of just know everyone. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, when you go into bigger schools, you know, and that's not really the case. That's going to be a lot different. So I think that'll be one of the things I'll miss. Mm-hmm. Natalie. I agree with Kyle. I'm really going to miss knowing all the students, but I'm also going to miss knowing all the teachers because, you know, I walked in the hallway. I know 90% of the teachers that are there. I've had a lot of them teach me, so I'm going to miss knowing everything. Eighth grade spring is full of many fun activities. What are you most looking forward to as you round out your career at Sacred Heart Schools? I'm most looking forward to the eighth graders' trip in D.C., I heard that it was a lot of fun from my older sisters. I am also looking forward to D.C. because I, uh, our family had actually been preparing to go to D.C. because we thought my sister was going to go to college in D.C., but she didn't. So oh, that's uh, kind of like a crossing off the bucket list kind mm-hmm. of thing. 
I was going into my sophomore year in college before I ever experienced Washington, D.C. So I think it's great that you as a class have that opportunity to be in our, our nation's capital. I'm really excited for 8th grade Kanji if we get that. I think that's going to be really fun. 8th <laughs> grade Kanji is especially for the 8th grade class at a good year. They get to go do fun activities normally outside of school for the whole day. As Academy and Hardy students, you've experienced single gender education on a co-ed campus. For those who come for our admissions coffees, that may be hard to explain that we have a girls' school and a boys' school here, but you coexist with one another and learn with one another and enjoy extracurricular activities with one another. What have the benefits of the single gender education been for each of you? Before this, I've always gone to uh, schools where the boys and girls are mixed. I probably said the biggest difference was that you could just notice right off the bat when I came in was that uh, the classrooms were a lot more distraction free for the fact that I think projects and you know homework and behavior people tend to like work along better so than when the, it was mixed but at the same time you know, a lot of people I'll tell them oh I go to like a single sex school they'll be like wait see like there's no girls I'm like not exactly I'm like so it's, it's really not as separated as it feels you know see them lunch recess in the halls so that really the only place you don't see them is the classroom mm -hmm. and that's kind of like where you need to be the most focused mm -hmm. not that Outside of that, you can just really mess around and, you know, have the other part of school, which is fun. Right. Then in the classroom where you're, like, focused on learning, it's kind of just, like, a little better in that way. Yeah. Some of the information the tour guides are supposed to tell uh, parents is that research has shown that, you know, it's more, like, the single-sex education is just more effective for the kids' learning. And, you know, there's different learning strategies for the different sexes, which obviously, like, makes it more efficient. But at the same time, I don't really view... I personally don't really view it as like a single sex school. I kind of just look at it as sacred heart and that there's like different classes, but because we're on the same campus and we interact with each other on a day-to-day -day basis, I personally don't really view of it so much as like single sex more as just like a school where we have classes with boys and class girls. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy having single sex classes. It's like not that much of division, I guess you could say. I agree with everyone else. It's not that separate. Lydia, you're choosing single gender education for high school. Where are you going to high school, George? I'm going to Walter Payton. Great. And Natalie? I'm going to Latin. Great. Kyle? Uh, I'll be attending Loyola. Wonderful. We have a lot of our primary schools represented here amongst all of you. Can you share with me a memorable academic moment? It could be this year, it can be any of your years here. I'd probably say for me was the fact before this I kind of never really enjoyed reading. And then I found through, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, I actually started to like fall in love with reading and that used to be my most hated subject and it became one of my most liked due to how the teachers taught it. I'd probably say like, you know, reading and just learning how to love reading has like helped me in my life, even just outside of school so much, just being more well-read. I'd probably say that was probably one of the biggest effects the school had on me that will help me just outside of school and just in life. What have you done extracurricularly that has enhanced your experience and how has it made you a more well-rounded person? One of my earliest memories of an extracurricular activity at Sacred Heart was Miss Carlucci's book club. And I was in that for years. And it was one of the first times I had ever like, discussed books with other people outside of school. And I thought it was really interesting. And I really enjoyed that. And then I also really enjoyed bitty basketball. And it's kind of come full circle because my bitty basketball coach is actually my travel basketball coach now, too, which is a little weird. But <laughs> for me, sports was probably one of the biggest things here, you know. Again, coming into fourth grade, I didn't really know anyone, and playing basketball, you know, when you have 30, 40 kids almost playing all the same sport, you guys get to know everyone coming in, 
and you know get to know them more than you would in the classroom mm-hmm. and you know just from doing basketball or volleyball track and then even like outside of that like debate I've done and you get to know your people outside the classroom more and that's always been great didn't your eighth grade boys win the championship this year yeah we won every year but fourth grade so <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's been fun you know we at this school, you know, it's always been just, even though we focus credibly on academics, we've always had great sports teams, and they put a focus on that where some schools try to, you know, shy it down, but this school is like, we're great at this, we're great at this, and that's just the way we are, so that's great. And George, I know you were just in the musical. And I know Natalie was the crew captain as well. That was that was definitely pretty fun. I started doing it last year, and then I, I did it again. This year, I'd say it was really fun. Um, Working with a bunch of other people, not just um, in your like specific in age and sex group, because I know like in the sports teams, it's like normally you're combined people with your grade um, and your gender. So I I think it's been kind of fun working with people of all grades, and then I can you know also hang out with friends I have in like seventh or sixth grade. I think that volleyball or sports has really helped me to be a more well-rounded person because I could really talk to the other girls on the team and. We had a closer friendship or bond. So the goals and criteria provide the foundation of a Sacred Heart education. These five goals and criteria undergird all that we do at Sacred Heart schools. Is there a specific goal that speaks to you? I would say uh, goal two, my top ten list of values. Education is definitely uh, very high at the list, and I think it's a big part of who I've become. Goal five, which is about dedication to personal growth, and I think that the school does a great job of that because, you know, in life, you're not going to only be focusing on academics. You have to, like, focus on being a well-rounded person and being a good person to work with because no matter how smart you are in life, you know, at the end of the day, you're interacting with people. And I think the school does a great job of, within our education, making sure that we learn how to work with people and work as a community because that's what we're doing for the next 80 years of our life is working with people. And at the end of the day, school is important, but... You know, we live in a society, and that's really, I think, what the school prepares us for better than anything is just, you know, being a good person and going out of the world and doing good things. Uh, I think goal three speaks to me because it talks about being, like, a citizen and really knowing what's going on in your community and how you can help that community, and I think that's a really important part of life is service and the ability to reach out and feel empathy for other people. Um, a goal that speaks mostly to me is goal one because I think that it's really important to connect with God, especially at a... Catholic school. The community service which you've alluded to is a big part of our program here and a terrific part of the middle school experience. Can you speak to your community service and its effect on you personally? The service aspect of our school experience is also very important and I can speak for having done service not only um, in school but also outside of school in programs like Scouts and my church that the school service program here is very good and it really gives you an opportunity because I know a lot of people say they don't have the time to do it or they make excuses to not do it. So having it like as part of the school, setting that time aside for service really allows people and, and allows the students to go out there and help these different charities. And I think it's, I think it's a really good experience for everyone. I'll be honest, the first time that we did service, I'm like, man, why are we doing this? I don't understand it. And, you know, I think over the two years of doing it, it's kind of, you know, opened my mind because, uh, you know, I've been able to do, go to like three or four different service sites. And it kind of opens your eyes to, you know, different problems in the world. As you mature as a person, you see it's not just a small world, it's a big world here with a lot of problems. 
it kind of makes you look like how can I within my life within my career find something that I'm passionate about that I can fix in the world find something that I love and do and I think you know the school really helps whatever you want to do there's always something for you to like follow and be passionate about and I think the service really helps with uh, people who like want to give back and it's kind of you know made me I think a more compassionate person over my two years of doing it. I agree. Service has definitely made me a more compassionate person. And I think even, especially all of my friends, everyone in eighth grade, they love service. And it's like, they're like, we have service this week. That's awesome. And I think it helps you mature a little bit because you, it opens your eyes to that, you know, you're not just stuck in your bubble. There's a lot of people out there that you can help. I think one way that you all have been able to open your heart is through your buddy relationship. So in seventh grade, a kindergartner was matched with you. Your buddies are now first graders and your eighth graders. Can you speak to me to the importance of that buddy relationship in your experience here? Whether it's the one you're currently mentoring or your buddy when you arrived here as kindergartners. Um, I remember as a kindergartner, the, still the first time I met my buddy, and it was just like really good experience for me because I really didn't know anyone who was older than like third grade. And so knowing someone in the hallway, one of the eighth graders made them seem, or I guess there was seventh grade at the time, made them feel like a lot more real and not so scary because I was very afraid of them. And then my buddy now is the greatest and she's so funny and entertaining and it's funny to see how they think, like they think of things that we think of like normal as like we have our own iPads and stuff. It's just like the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> my buddies is kind of, for me, like a bittersweet experience. It, it reminds me of how good the kindergarten days were. And then it also reminds me of you know, how, how much I'd wish I'd rather be in kindergarten than eighth grade right now. <laughs> um, no, but uh, definitely I'd say it's really it's really fun. You know, we take our buddies out to recess and they're all running around having a good time. And, you know, just ha- having the buddy there, having your buddy there and it's like, oh, it gives you high, high fives in the hallway and stuff like that. It's kind of nice to be able to connect with, you know, I, I guess like the younger generation almost. Just because it, it kind of eases some of the pressure because I know in eighth grade especially there's a lot of pressure on middle schoolers and you know it just kind of eases some of that tension by having a little break time with your you know first grade buddy to do some fun stuff have some fun conversation with. It's definitely like another example of you know how the school really focuses on family and community and how you know if you're in second grade or you're in eighth grade you know we're all one family here you see someone in the hall and kind of know everyone and even though we're like a school of 700 just students you really just know everybody and I think that's another example of knowing everybody. Mm -hmm. I think Buddy in eighth grade was really great because she acted like a mentor and she was always open to my questions and she really helped me to like be more eased in kindergarten in first grade. I have a few final questions before we conclude. One is, as you consider your buddies, what would you tell him or her as they approach eighth grade? Enjoy eighth grade. It's the, it's kind of like the end of an era and kind of sets in halfway through the year that you're not going to go to the same school as all your friends. And it's a lot of pressure, but just enjoy it because you're going to miss it. Join science olympiads or debate or sports because it's your last year and you should have a lot of fun. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with peop, uh, with what was previously said. I took uh, eighth grade year as an opportunity to do a lot of um, extracurricular activities because it probably wasn't as driven as seventh grade. And also, just a word to the buddies: maybe not to tick off your teachers um, in eighth grade because when you come back to visit, they'll probably remember. <laughs>
I'd probably tell my buddy, uh, you know, you're almost there. Keep fighting through. And, uh, you know, this is kind of like your last year being a kid where you got to take on some more adult responsibilities. So, you know, you're almost there, but at the same time, you know, enjoy it. So St. Madeline Sophie Berra founded Sacred Heart Education over 200 years ago in France. And her purpose for doing so was for children to know that they are known and loved by God. As you approach your graduation from Sacred Heart Schools, the Academy in Hardy Prep, would you say that you feel that you are known and loved by God and by this community? I would say that I am known and loved by this community because everyone's just really welcome and very kind. I would probably say, uh, I'd probably agree that there's definitely a, a big you know, emphasis on just God and faith. and. You know, even though we are a uh, Catholic school and the majority of the students are Catholic, it's more, more so, I'd say, you know, a placement on just faith and just, you know, always just, you know, being there for your neighbor and just being a good person in general. And there's always kind of like, you know, we go to masses and stuff like that, but we like, we definitely also just live it too. So, you know, we go to mass, but then we'll do a community service or, you know, we'll pick up trash or something like that. And it's kind of just like, um, you know, you're always like, practicing what you're preaching and I think there's definitely you know a lot more emphasis on that than there are where you know some places they only have masks but they never do anything about it here you know we get every end of the spectrum and I think that's something that's special. I think I'm definitely loved by this community because I think it goes back to knowing everyone you walk down the hallway and there's some look at that gives you a high five and you know you see all your friends and I think that's important and then I think even though you know people aren't we're not all the exact same faith everyone still loves each other and mm-hmm. makes it known that Everyone is loved by God here. Right. At, at the end of the day, um, Sacred Heart is a community. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a school, and it's a great place for uh, young men and women to come to learn. But I, I feel, really, at the end of the day, it, it's a community. And they're very respecting of all, you know, backgrounds. It is respecting of who people are. I know um, I personally am not actually Catholic. I'm, I'm Episcopal. But even so, no one has ever been, you know, critical or anything like that. And there's still been... You know, everyone's still been very warm and welcome, and I, I think Mr. Wilburn says at all the admissions coffees, a Muslim girl would be a better Muslim if she came to Sacred Heart, and I think that really rings true for everyone. Like, everyone would be a better person if they went to Sacred Heart. That's right. He does. That was one thing that St. Madeline Sophie had said, that regardless of your faith tuition, if you're if you're a Muslim woman... She wants you to be a better Muslim because of this community. And I think that we hope to create a community that is open and welcome and supportive of people and all of our beautiful differences. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to keep an ear out for our next podcast.